Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be the reading for the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 66 for this year. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is The Informed Catholic. Welcome, and let's begin. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, entrance antiphon. O oh, oh God, come to my assistance. O oh Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help, O Lord. Do not delay, Psalm 70. O God, come to my assistance, O Lord, make haste to help me. You you are my rescuer, my help, O Lord, do not delay. The Collect Prayer. Draw near, draw near to your servants, O Lord, and answer to their prayers with unceasing kindness, that for those who glory in you as their creator and guide you may restore what you have recre- you have created and keep safe what you have restored through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen so let's begin with the uh the act of penance. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so this is going to be the readings for the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time. And the readings are going to be for the third liturgical cycle, which is sometimes referred to as year C. Okay, let's begin. First reading is from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, starting from verse 2 
This is weird how they number it here. Uh, I guess chapter 2 to 21 and to 23, verse 23. All right, chapter 1, verse 2, and then chapter 2 from uh, from verse 21 to 23. They edited it a little bit, but that's fine. All right, what profit comes to a man from all his toil? Sounds very familiar, right? A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. Vanity of vanities, says Qualoth. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over, over it. He must leave property. This also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun all his days sorrow and grief are his occupation even at night his mind is not at rest this also is vanity one more time a reading from the book of ecclesiastes vanity of vanity says Qualoth. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it, he must leave property. This also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to man from all the the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun. All his days, sorrow and grief are his occupations. Even at night, his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. So, uh, let's look at this a little bit. This is a very important part here. It's true that one can work hard for all that he's done and he can achieve much success, right? Build a fantastic company, build, you know, make a successful business, make lots of money, become a millionaire. You know, you get young men like Mark Zuckerberg, who is, I mean, rich at the age of 23. He was a millionaire at the age of 23. And you get other men who labored, like you can they say they start, some start something like Facebook, others start like Twitter, others start maybe something like Google, all these big internet companies, others may start even some kind of other kind of business, maybe a, a, a vegan business or something. And they have all this money, all this achievement, everything. You know, what could happen is this. God can send him a spirit of dissatisfaction. In other words, he'll give you whatever you want. You seek the wealth, you seek the money, but you didn't seek him. He leaves you feeling empty inside. The problem is that you ever notice about a lot of these successful people? They don't realize that they're empty inside because they don't have God.
So sometimes they look for they look for approval, they look for some kind of happiness. They look for something they belong to. They they achieved their dreams, wealth, power, fame. But they haven't achieved happiness. There is not there is no happiness. People can look for their dream job, everything. They have they live in the greatest city in the world. Could be New York, could be Chicago, could be whoever, Los Angeles. But they're not happy. They're not happy. You know, they may have become a, a celebrity. They may have achieved fame in the music industry. It doesn't matter. They may have even become a great artist and sold lots of millions of paintings and gained millions of dollars, whatever you want to call it. They're still not happy. It's the money is one thing and God will bless you with your money. He'll bless you with money and fame, but he hasn't blessed you with joy, with satisfaction. And that satisfaction comes from him. Money is a test. Money, money in many ways is a test. I believe it's a test of what you're going to do with it. If you're going to be blessed, if you're going to do good. That's the most important thing. A lot of times I think, what good are you going to do with it? Are you going to put God first or are you going to put the money and money and your own satisfaction first? There's a lot of different ways we can think about it. But the point is, what happens if you die? Who? Another person is going to come and take it. Sometimes... People die and they leave their money to their kids and their kids couldn't give a damn how they worked hard to gain that money. They could get, they could care a crap load of how hard their father worked to gain all that money to build that company. And so you left it for nothing. They couldn't wait to dance on your grave till they got the money. And you left this world with many opportunities to do good. Instead, you worked hard. You wasted a lot of your mental energy, as he says here. Ecclesiastes says here. Here is one who labored with wisdom and knowledge and, and skill, yet to another who has not labored over it. He must leave property this also is vanity and a great misfortune. For what profit comes to man from all the toil and anxiety of heart with which he has labored under the sun, all his days sorrow and grief, or his occupation, um, sorrow and grief, sorry, I lost my phone. All his days sorrow and grief are his occupation. Even at night his mind is not at rest. This also is vanity. His mind is not at rest. You're not at rest. Why? Because there's something in your heart missing. There's something in your heart that is empty. Your mind is not satisfied because your soul is not satisfied. Even for someone who's poor, 
You ever notice how guys can work every single day? They work every single day and they're not happy. Instead, they take their time, they go down and they drink. Maybe they even buy drugs. Maybe they're even wasting their money on prostitutes or whatever. And some of these young people, as smart as they are, a lot of them are very, very smart, very intelligent. I've known quite a few of them in my life. Quite a few people who had better college educations than I could ever dream of. You know, you know, some of them know their Latin, some of them even know their Greek, some of them had best college education in philosophy, whatever you want to call it. And they're very liberal. They're very left-leaning. You know, some of them very white. They come from, you know, Irish, Welsh background, Scottish background, Jewish background, whatever you want to call it. And they're just not happy. They're not happy. Nothing satisfies them. A lot of anxiety, a lot of restlessness. So they they become Marxists, maybe out of boredom, maybe out of feeling that this world is not what the way the way the way life is not what the way they pictured it. So maybe they got to make life to what it is, and they join this movement because it's attractive and it fits their misery, it fits their anxiety, it fits their unhappiness. It gives them it gives them a channel to express that, and so they they um they find a god they find a god of their own liking you will look for god some people will look it for money some people will look for it in politics some people will look for it in sex some people will look for it in in the environment but god himself religion himself god forbid no that that that's not that that's not for them they're not going to join a religion they're not going to look for god because god has become to them an anathema to a world that has made god an anathema but yet you're looking for god it is him you're looking for it is him you want it is him you need to find it is him that will satisfy you and will make it all clear to you even even if you gain a lot of wealth, he'll give you the answer. I truly believe he'll give us the answer that we want, that we need. You know, all we need is to open our heart, completely trust, and he will give us the answer we need. Ecclesiastes is about that. It's about restlessness. It's about the fact that you need God. You know, I just saw the movie Man of God, which is about an Orthodox bishop named St. Nicarios. And he was a man who trusted God, who gave himself completely. I'm going to talk about it soon. All right, let's move on to the next one. Psalm, uh, it's the responsible psalm, which is going to be Psalm 90. Psalm 90. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Psalm 90. You turn man back to dust, saying, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday, now that it is past, or as a watch, 
of the night. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You make an end of them in their sleep. The next morning they are like the changing grass, which is at dawn springs up anew, but by evening wilts and fades. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Teach us how, teach us to remember our days aright, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Fill us at daybreak with your kindness, that we may shout for joy and gladness all our days. And may the, may the gracious care of the Lord our God be ours. Prosper the work of our hands for us. Prosper the work of our hands for us. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So, this psalm also reminds us of our mortality. You, tur you, you turn man back to dust. Okay, sometimes we forget, you know, even I think the most rich and powerful and intelligent person, I think are terrified by death. They're terrified by the the fact that we're here and the next, you know, we could be just nothing but dust. We could wither away, fade. And I think it bothers a lot of people because of mortality, but mortality, our mortality is a gift, is a gift because we don't have the wisdom or the, the capacity to deal with time. We really don't. We waste time. We, we, we waste it with pleasure and everything. We, we're, we're so overwhelmed by our sensations and by so many different sensations, we often overwhelm ourselves of it. The smells and tastes, the touches, um, the allure, the attractiveness of the flesh, uh, the pleasure of eating and tasting and drinking, the, the sight and beauty of the world. We're also fascinated by ugliness Let's face it. We're also fascinated by corruption we're f as much as we're fascinated by beauty. I mean, you know, we, we look, just examine yourself. Look at yourself. For a thousand years in your sight are as yesterday, now that it is past, or as a watch uh, at the, uh, of the night. God, a thousand years is nothing. A thousand years is just a, a pure second. It just passes away. Just like an hour passes away. And even for a person, a human person, an hour feels like forever. Eight hours of work or 12 hours of work feels like an eternity for us. You make an end of them in your, in your sleep. The next morning they are like the changing grass. A watch at dawn springs up anew. But by evening... It wills and fades. So you see, time is nothing. Time is just a second. 
It doesn't mean anything. God doesn't even exist in time. He, he lives outside of time. Time is something that was created for us, but for him, time means nothing. It means nothing at all. It just, it just fades away. Teach us to number our days or right or correctly, that we may gain wisdom of the heart. Return, O Lord, how long? Have pity on your servants. Fill us at daybreak with your kindness, that we may shout for joy and gladness all our days, that we may be gracious to the, of the Lord our God. Ours, uh, uh, Lord our God, be ours. Prosper the work of your hands. Prosper the work of your hands. We, you know, we need, we need God. We need God to help us. We need God to help us make sense and understand everything. Without him, we are overwhelmed and we'll never do good. It's hard to do good. It's hard to want to be good. And it's difficult to love your enemies. That's another thing you're going to learn from watching that movie, Man of God, is about loving your enemies. It's very difficult. We all know it. But we need grace to help us. All right, let's move to the second reading. All right, the second reading is uh, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Seek what is above where Christ is. Col uh, letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, and then uh, verse 9 to 11. Brothers, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Put to death, then, the parts of, your, uh, parts of you that are earthly, immor immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Stop lying to one another since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed for knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, scathian, slave, free, but Christ is all, is all, and in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So let's read it one more time. Reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brethren, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So, being raised with Christ means that we died. We died to the old self the self that is addicted to sin, power, okay, addicted to the, this world, to the, to the elements and to the uh, evils of this world, okay? So we have to seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Okay, let's continue. Think of what is above, not what is on earth. So put your mind in, in heaven where God is present. Put your mind where God is, not here, not to this earth. For you have died 
and your life is hidden with with Christ in God. You have died. In other words, we have to die to this old reality and focus on the new reality where God is, where Christ is with God the Father. Again, seated above. When Christ, your life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Okay, Christ is our glory. Simple as that. Put to death then the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil, desire, and the greed that is idolatry. So idolatry is associated with greediness, and greediness is idolatry. So we have to put away all the impurities, everything, all the ugly things that sin has caused that's, that's relatable to sin. Immorality, sexual immorality, greed, everything. All the ugliness, the, the, the selfishness, the gluttony, the, the, the evil. Simple as that, everything that is evil. Okay, let's continue. Stop lying to one another. Since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed. So the new self is constantly being rejuvenated, being renewed, being sanctified. And the old self is related, is, is like, it's like, think of it like fly paper. And fly paper calls, like you see sometimes flies and you see sometimes mosquitoes. And you see other bugs attached to it. That's your sins. That's, those are the, the sinful life. Thinking of that, it's not pretty. You know, you see that. Or like, uh, you know, uh, one of those roach, roach traps. And you see all the ugly roaches. And sometimes you see other things. It's just ugly. It's sin. It's the old self with sin. Sorry about the noise outside. All right. Okay, so here. So it's, again... Put to death then the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Stop lying to one another since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed for for knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scathian slave free, but Christ is all and in all. So, the Christian life is in is a is a is a deep, deep mystical relationship. By mystical meaning, you don't you know it's 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 like a a whole different awareness. Mysticism don't think of it as like something related to Doctor Strange or or magic. It has nothing to do with magic. It means you you have a relationship with god in a in a higher sensitive way you're constantly in a state of prayer and you're constantly in a state of awareness of god in your life and when and it it's basically really it's 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 a deeper relationship a relationship that changes the way you look at life and changes the way you understand what life is that's what's important you need to look at this you need to have a deep deep relationship a deep serious prayer life where you just want to be alone with him all the time you just want to be alone with god all the time you know you could practice this prayer even like going to work and coming home from work riding the train 
fighting moments during the day where alone where you just give it all to him you're in you want to be in his presence so you you know this is something we have to practice we have to get to know more all right let's move on to the next one okay alleluia alleluia Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Alleluia, alleluia. It's from Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. All right. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. The things you have prepared, do to whom will they belong? The things you have pre prepared... To whom will they belong? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, once again, is chapter 12. I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbiter? Arbitrator. Okay, then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one it, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, this is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build a larger one, larger ones. Then I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, now, as for you, you have many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich in, in, what, in, uh, in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. So let's read it one more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. The things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Someone said, someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I do not have space to store up, to store my harvest. And he said this. This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, 
Now, as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Well, one thing's for sure, the, re the readings for this Sunday is quite consistent, isn't it? It's not, I don't think there's anything wrong in praying for success, praying for uh, money. The problem is, is that thinking that you are satisfied, that you're, that that's all you need, that you don't need God, that you don't have the things of God, the money can be useful if you realize yourself, if you pray and ask God, once you've been blessed with all these things, hey, what do I do with this? How do I serve you? In what way I could use this for good? And I think, honestly, the best thing I could honestly say is this. Don't live as one who's rich. Don't don't go buying yourself a large mansion. Don't go start buying and dressing rich and buying expensive jewelry. Don't go buying an expensive car because it because you think that's going to make you happy. No. I think that's the problem with a lot of people that once they get the money they start showing off the money. They start showing off the wealth. I think with all honesty, live modestly. Buy yourself the house, but don't buy a, 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 like just to show off to everybody that you got money. So you can walk off in that walk up in that balcony in the morning, sipping your coffee or drinking your tea, looking around like if you're the king of the castle. No. You don't have to buy that expensive car. You don't have to buy those jewelry. You don't have to show off with everybody by showing them that you have that nice boat or yacht or whatever it is the heck, uh, you know, to go fishing so people can see, wow, this guy has money. No, there's no need for that. If you didn't, ha if you didn't need it before, what makes you think you need it now? But what I would do, what I would honestly do is I would ask God, you know, what good I can do. First of all, you want to attend to your soul. You want to always be, you want to always realize what good, you know, what good your soul needs. I honestly think I would look for opportunities. Pray for an opportunity where I could help. I can help. First of all, you want to attend to your own, your own soul. Like, for example, I definitely would go on pilgrimages, but I won't know, but I will not stay in fancy hotels just because it then it becomes pointless. But I would find a way to do a pilgrimage 
where I could still be a pilgrim. And a pilgrim means not living comfortably, not, not showing off your wealth, not showing off the fancy hotel. I would also probably figure out a way maybe how I can help spread the gospel. What, what organizations I could donate to that I could help spread the gospel help spread the faith i would figure out ways how i could do this i think i know it's easier said than done but you know but i definitely would store up the money invest it to make more money so i can help spread the gospel that's how it but i don't think i have to live i have to live like a king i have to live like a rich person no definitely i would take advantage and go to pilgrimages I would go to pilgrimages. That's definitely what I would do. I mean, I would pray for how I could help some some organization like EWTN, how I could help maybe organizations like Church Militant, how I could help spread the gospel, what I can do to help clean up the mess. But I would pray about it, pray what God want me to do. But I definitely would not, uh, and you shouldn't, Start living like if you're a prince. No, it's not going to help. Remember, your soul is the number one patient. Your salvation is your number one condition you have to look for. You have to make sure you are in a right state of relationship with God. The money is not a problem. But when the money becomes God, then that's a problem. When greed becomes idolatry, that's what the problem. That's when it dominates your life. That's where the problem is. That's definitely the problem. You know, because quickly, you quickly your attitude changes about money, and quickly your attitude changes about the world around you, and quickly all of a sudden, there's not enough to go around. That's the danger. That is the danger, and that's where, that's the seriousness of it. And we see that. We see that in our society today. We see that with politicians, and we see that with a lot of people. It just suddenly, greed has become their best friend, their silent best friend. Selfishness has become the new best friend, and that's dangerous. That is dangerous. That's what the problem is. Pray about it. Don't let the money dominate you. Don't let it possess you. Don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to tell the whole world. And you don't have to change the way you live. Okay? A rich person, I think, should act like they're not rich. All right? And a person who does get money, yeah, you know, it quickly changes you. Be careful. Be careful. All right. You know, just remember, like, the first... Reading of Ecclesiastes, you know, people who build all those companies, the Rockefellers, the J.P. Morgans, all of them, you know, it they their kids don't care. Their kids don't care how hard they worked. Their kids don't care. No, they care only about give me my inheritance. Like the guy said, the one brother said to Jesus, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. It's dangerous. Money can divide and change people, change the way people, families see each other. Suddenly families become a nuisance and suddenly money suddenly becomes the, everyone's target. So be careful. Don't let, don't let money dominate your heart. Remember, money is a gift. 
wealth and success is a gift, how they do it is a question. How 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 one stays within within that that straight and narrow road is a question. All right, let's move on. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking to ruin the souls. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, constantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, and for us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Thank you, and God bless.